Hey everyone, this is it, the day we've been waiting for. We're very glad you joined us for episode one. Keep it together, baby. This is the first episode of our Howard College podcast, The Hawkcast, for the students, by the students. I'm your host, Mick Sedano, club sponsor and producer. This month, we are introducing our podcast team. We'll chat with the women's basketball coaches. We'll share a ton of information for new Howard College students and new two college students in general. We'll also chat about Blackboard tips and tricks, leads, and some student activities you don't want to miss as we get rolling on the fall semester. We have a lot to cover, so let me get out of the way and pass this on to the student cast and crew to do their thing. Hey y'all, it's Reagan. We met on our intro episode. As of right now, we have 10 team members. I could introduce them, but I think I'll let them do that themselves. So, here they are. Hey, my name is Jenna. I'm from the Big Spring campus. Hey guys, I'm Kimberly Ogle from the Big Spring campus. Hey there everyone, this is Elijah. You may also remember me from the trailer episode, and I too live on the Big Spring campus. Hi, I'm Kyler Hardigree from the Big Spring campus. Hey y'all, I'm Kenzie Hardigree from the Big Spring campus. Also, our San Angelo team includes Josie Bart, Leah Payne, and L'Oreal Jefferson. As you can see, we have a lot of individuals involved with bringing you this podcast. That was our intention from the start. We're getting more contacts every day from students who want to be part of this endeavor, which is great news. Reagan, what's on the academic calendar this month? So today is September 2nd. It's Labor Day. You know, we just released our first episode of the podcast. I hope you all are listening. Um, But there are no classes today. If there was, I would hope that you would be in class, but you never know. So I just wanted to remind you guys that the offices are closed today. On September 6th, it's the last day to use aid in the bookstore, so make sure you get that done. I'm sure your teachers would all appreciate if you had your books. So most of you are going to need Word or PowerPoint for your classes. So if you need Microsoft 365, guess what? It's free for all students with your Howard College email. And you know what else is free? All Howard College ball games for all students. And the Fitness Center. For the Fitness Center, just bring in your class schedule and you'll get a fingerprint. They're open from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. And you also get free computer access at the library with tons of books and private study areas. So I took a short walk down to the library on the Big Spring campus and talked to Jill DeFore. She is the librarian of the Big Spring campus and asked her to give us a quick update on what's going on. Uh, both on Big Spring and San Angelo campus as we start the fall semester. And this is what she had to say. The Big Spring Library is open Monday through Thursday, 7.30 a.m. to 8 p.m., Friday, 8 a.m. to noon, and Sunday, 1 to 5, closed on Saturday. San Angelo's Library is open Monday through Thursday, 7.30 to 7, and Friday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., closed. So GoPrint is a pay-to-print system that many colleges and universities use. Maybe you've heard of it. Last semester, there was an attempt to start up the service, but apparently there were some glitches in getting it running. So where are we now? Do we have to pay to print or is it free? I asked Jill to give us an update. In the spring of 2019, Howard College started charging students for printing. Students paid with cash and then over the summer, they paid using their GoPrint account. Right now, GoPrint is down. We are working as we go. So just check with the library, see where we are with printing. Right now, no one can print, but hopefully that changes very soon. When 
you are able to print. You may need to pay with cash, or if GoPrint is live again, you will use your GoPrint account. Your account will begin with a $5 balance for print jobs. If you use your $5 balance, you will need to add your own funds, and you will need to do that prior to printing. If you haven't already heard, the library also has 3D printers and virtual reality headsets for students to use. So make sure to stop by and check out all the options available for Howard College students. things I noticed when I started working at Howard College, probably above everything else, was that people care. They like to say you're joining a family when you join the college, either as a student or a staff member. That was evident. I heard the president mention it in meetings or various events, and it's true. We care for our students. One of the most influential positions faculty find themselves in outside of the classroom is in a coaching role for an athletics team. They work with the student athletes every day, and it's understandable that close bonds are built. Reagan went to meet our women's basketball coaches and got to talk to them about the upcoming season and our team for this year. We also have a new assistant coach, Misha Wade, who you'll get to meet. Brennan and I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with the head women's basketball coach, Earl Diddle, and new assistant coach, Misha Wade. We got an insight on what they were most excited about and looking forward to for this season why Coach Wade wanted to be a coach, their biggest strengths, and one word Coach Diddle hopes his players remember him by. Well, we've got almost an entirely different different team, new team. We've got uh, two girls back, Avery Benson and Michaela Thomas, and everyone else is new. Uh, so I think the key there would be how well we can mesh together, come together as a team. Uh, I like certain parts of our team but you know it's it's a whole new team mm -hmm. so uh, you know our projection I think we're pretty talented uh, our numbers are good um, and I think our, our our ability level our character and everything is real good so I'm a, I'm excited to, to get started uh, most excited, I guess, first is probably just to work with Doodle. I, this I is Misha Wade, our new assistant women's basketball coach. Um, he's been coaching for about 46, 47 years, so I think I can learn a lot from him, which is another reason why I chose to come here. Um, but I'm also just most excited. This is technically kind of my first coaching job, so I want to see how it's going to go. And basketball season is always exciting. I decided to go into coaching, uh, I want to say, in high school. My sophomore year, I met a coach my first year in varsity my um, head coach she came from um, Dallas as well but um, she just connected with us in a way that a coach has never connected with me I guess you could say um, you know she gave you his motivation and she was always honest with us so I think she's probably like the one who made me want to be a coach um, my biggest role model would be my mother though She's always encouraged me, she's always motivated me. My biggest strength, I would probably say, is my basketball IQ as a player has always um, helped me coach better. Um, I can relate to what the kids see and, um, you know, just kind of help them through it, situations and things like that, I guess you could say. And I'm also kind of a relatable person. Uh, 
I mean, I'm not an older coach. I'm younger, so I can also relate to them as well. My biggest strength as a coach would be uh, probably as a as a teacher. I think I'm a pretty good teacher of the game. I understand uh, how to get kids from point A to point B. Uh, improvement. Uh, I I kind of pride myself in that. Um, so I'm, but that's my background. You know, I'm I'm from Ohio. So my whole background is more of a teaching uh, the game, uh, you know, and, and, and making sure that these kids, especially at the junior college level, that they're, they're constantly working on getting better because they have to get better either academically or athletically to move on. So I would say my strength would be a teacher of the game. Yeah. I care. So that's, that's hard. Yeah. When you care about something, you know, you, gotta, you have to tell them the truth. You have to tell them this, and you have to tell them that. You know, I look at them, I look at kids, what they could be, where they are, now how are they gonna get there? And so I care enough to tell them the truth, and sometimes that's uncomfortable. But they all get over it. They don't like it, you know, but they all get over it. Uh, and that's the way I look at it, is, is that our, we've got this relationship, player-coach, coach-player, and so you have to care about them because they're not where they, where they are going to be. You can hear it when you talk to faculty and staff here, how much they enjoy what they do. I heard something once, a quote that I really like. I don't remember who said it, but it was, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. I really like that quote because it points out the passion behind decisions and the caring behind choices that people make in their activities. That's something the college is really good at, and you can hear it in Coach Diddle and Wade. Best of luck this season to women's and men's basketball teams. So you probably noticed on the schedule a course that appears as EDUC 1100. If you weren't sure what that was, which of course you've probably figured it out by now, it's what we call LEADS. It's basically our How to Be a College Student course for new students to learn all the basics. Elijah went to visit with Lauren Barber, who is our LEADS Student Support Director and Campus Liaison for the Big Spring Campus. Many of you in LEADS may have met Lauren. So Lauren, thanks for having us here today. So you're the... LEADS director, right? The student director? Yes, the lead student support director for the Big Spring and Lamisa campuses. That's awesome. Um, so for me, I never was part of the LEADS program. I transferred over from another school. Um, if you were to encounter someone like me, what would you explain LEADS to be? How would you sum it up? Okay, so LEADS is our first time in college experience for incoming freshmen and so we work on a variety of different things. We work on academic skills, identifying resources on campus, financial literacy, academic organization, how to use the library, budgeting, 
and then we focus a lot on career development and exploration so you'll spend some time doing like a career inventory and then exploring those to see what possible careers that you're matched with it might be a career that you've thought of it might not be a career that you've thought of so it just it gets you to explore and then we work on developing your plan a and b for your educational goals as well as your career goals focus on those smart goals long-term immediate those types of things all the things they didn't teach you in high school that you wish they did huh <laughs> yes and we keep the clusters small um, and we each cluster is either is one of our pathways we are we are aligned very closely with pathways initiative and so our clusters are public service arts and humanities undecided stem health <laughs> professions and then business and industry so we try to match your your career goals with one of those clusters as close as we can to get you in a group with students who are kind of like-minded maybe have some same career goals that you have so that we can um, explore those things together it's great that you have the uh, career guidance what kind of more uh, practical skills because i've heard this described as kind of the how to be a college student course right. yeah so we focus on like starting with the beginning of the course um, we focus with organization what kind of calendar do you keep how do you keep your appointments scheduled how do you keep your assignments scheduled do you use a paper planner do you use your phone do you use you know your outlook calendar do you use um, the Remind app, different things like that. So we focus on how do you stay organized. So this is a required thing for a lot of students, I've heard? Yes, this is a required course for all incoming first time in college students who are eligible. And so our eligibility is of course that they're first time in college. And so like with you, you transferred from another university. And so you had already um, had kind of that college experience somewhat and so um, it's for our true first time in college students. Um, we require them to be complete in at least one of the TSI areas. And then um, they have to be enrolled in at least nine hours or more. This is a phenomenal thing for incoming students. I know a lot of people look at mandatory courses and things that they have to do and just kind of roll their eyes like, oh, what a pain. Right. But this really is like a huge benefit for the people who take it. Yes, and we really want to try to get away from looking at it as like a class or a course. It's really an experience. And so we want to put you in a group, a small group of your peers that are maybe in a similar cohort that you're in as far as um, career-wise. You might be taking some of the same classes. You might not be. Um, you might be sitting down with people each week that you would have never talked to. And so we kind of break down those barriers and get you guys grouped with new students um, that way you kind of develop your own little support system within that group. Well, if you could if you could say one thing directly to those students who kind of roll their eyes and kind of begrudgingly show up, <laughs> what, what would that be? Um, I think the one thing I would say is to just stick with us and hang in there. You're going to find something out of the 16-week course that you're going to enjoy, whether it's, um, whether it's learning about academic skills, finding out new learning strategies, or whether it's participating with your group 
in a, in a campus activity, or maybe even um, participating in our social work component, or I'm sorry, our service work component. We also have that built into the program. And so as a group, you pick a service work project and we execute that as a group. And it's your project that you've picked for the community or the campus. And so, you know, that's kind of your opportunity to get engaged with the community. And so um, there's something for everyone. There's and a lot it of, really is a lot of fun. A lot of autonomy, a lot of choice in there. Yes, you can always talk to me. My office is in the old main building on the first floor. And my office is located right next to recruiting, right behind the desk where you sign in for advising. So you just let the front desk know you're here for me and they'll send you on in here. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. This was a ton of fun and really informative. Howard College leads your way. LEADS stands for Learn, Experience, Achieve, Defined Success. Thanks to Lauren for taking the time to talk with us and explain more about the LEADS experience. This is your second year at the college. You may remember something from last fall. It was kind of a blend of students' activities mixed with a general information session about a specific topic intended to provide information to students. They would meet in the sub at lunch and usually have pizza or drinks. They would present topics like how to calculate your GPA or what you need to know to transfer to a four-year university and finish up a degree. Those sessions were part of a grant-based program called PASS stands for Perfecting Achievement and Student Success. This year we discussed the idea of past topics and how to get the information into the hands of students. It was decided to use this podcast as the delivery method. So in each episode we will be talking about one of these topics. Sometimes we will interview an expert, sometimes we may go for it on our own. This month the topic is Blackboard Tips and Tricks. We figured it was an appropriate time to share this since many of us may be using Blackboard for the first time or haven't used it in a while and may not be aware of some of the new features. We have a Blackboard help desk on campus for students. It is staffed and located in one of our academic buildings where there's a ton of student traffic. I went to talk to Kim about Blackboard and asked her to share some of her tips and tricks as well as some general information about Blackboard this fall semester. My name is Kim Clark. I'm Director of eLearning Services for the Howard College District. That means my responsibilities are for all the campuses. And um, I administer, uh, administer Blackboard, but I also administer the video conference network where we connect with uh, remote sites for live classes. Um, and we're also involved with the Virtual College of Texas. And a lot of our students learn that through their advisors if needed but um but my office is located on the big spring site in the horace garrett building upstairs in room 203 and um the email that i would say to use would be elearning at howardcollege.edu but if they need blackboard help if they're asking blackboard related questions you really need to email blackboard at howardcollege.edu Okay, well, today what I wanted to do was I just wanted to mention first and foremost how to get to the Blackboard login page from the Howard College website. And there is a little quick links horizontal toolbar 
right under that big rotating image at the top of howardcollege.edu. The second link from the left is Blackboard, so they can click that and get to the Blackboard login page easily. But the main things that I wanted to cover today were some of the tips and tricks that we always include in our NSOs and our Blackboard orientations on how to be sure to be a successful student, especially if they're taking a fully online course. So these don't really need visual aids. These are just helpful tips. Okay. So um, some things that we, we always try to include is to be sure and read everything carefully. Uh, I tend to hit the highlights and scan down a document because I don't really enjoy reading things carefully, but we have to make ourselves because, you know, we're kind of out there, especially in a fully online course. We're on our own, you know, this that's the convenience of an online course, but the onus is solely on the student to be sure that they have all the information they need. So reading carefully is really, really important. Right, and I know what you mean because that was definitely something different for me the first time I did an online course was that, that difference between when you're used to the face-to-face -face interaction mm -hmm. and somebody kind of giving you that next step to take right. versus having to go in and see for yourself and make sure that you're staying on track. That's true. That's true. The other thing I would say is have a plan B for your technology. Uh, you want at least two plans. You know, plan A would be like a desktop or a laptop or maybe even a tablet. But you want to have a plan B. So everybody needs to download the Blackboard student app that is also on the Blackboard login page. There are links if they, it's over on the left hand side, if they scroll down just a little. There's direct links they can click to the app store to for Apple products, to the uh, Google Play Store for Androids, and then the Microsoft for Microsoft Windows phones. Okay. So they just need to be sure and download that. They can log in using their typical username and and password for Blackboard, and that way they have it as so a plan B. If a student's just on the go individual and they're involved in a lot of things, can they exclusively use just the app? Like, let's say I have an iPhone and I put that on there and that's all I want to use and I don't own a laptop. How's that experience? Is it? Can I do it? Does it work? They, they can. Do I recommend that somebody try to take an entire course using them? Not necessarily. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes that's the only option. What I would say is, you know, maybe think of some other folks that around you, maybe in your family that might have a desktop computer, or a laptop computer that they might let you use in a pinch if you needed to. So that's the plan B type situation and that I, think, I would recommend. I think most students probably have a mm -hmm. laptop or, or a computer. They probably do. Or could come up device. to campus. Right. Even. There are campus resources yes. uh, in the library and different Yes, their campus. Blackboard username and password work on all the campus computers. So, that and I know that's true as well for San Angelo. Yes, let me say, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Maybe I'm having trouble with my technology, or maybe I don't understand the concept in my course, or maybe I don't understand how to attach an assignment in my course. Something along, anything along those lines. If you're struggling, you need to let somebody know now you know you don't want to let it put it off you want to always get help as soon as possible and there's way too many resources here at Howard I don't care what campus you're taking the course from 
way too many resources, even if it's not an educationally re related challenge, maybe it's a personal type challenge. We have so many resources. There's just no, no excuse for somebody to not let somebody know you're having trouble. If you don't tell somebody, then we can't help you. So it's just that important and we are all here to see everybody succeed. That's our number one goal. I, from you to me, to our custodians, everybody wants everyone here to succeed. Right. And I think that's, that's great advice even outside of Blackboard mm -hmm. because I know, and, and it's those questions like, I don't know how to attach this file yeah. to my lesson don't or, sit on it. or I, I <laughs> forgot my password three weeks yeah. ago. Like it's those, those it kind of questions that sometimes people get embarrassed by asking, right. but you're exactly right. And I know for a fact that anybody and everybody's willing to help. Yes. You know, students come and say, Hey, I don't know where this building is and I've been here two weeks or, or I don't know how to log into That's Blackboard right. or, or anything like that. So I know any uh, staff member, it doesn't even have to be instructor yeah. uh, like you said anybody is willing to help so don't be afraid to ask that's right at the very top of our blackboard login page there are uh, help uh, requests information like they can call our automated password reset system and then they can go in and reset their own password by setting up their security questions and is that 24 7 24 7 365 yes yes but we have a cool new tool that I would like to What's that? Throw out there to everybody in podcast land. And that is called um, alternative formats. So say you're in your course and there's, we'll just take the syllabus for example. There'll be a link to the syllabus file, but just to the right of that, you'll see a capital A and an arrow. Click that A and it's really cool. It'll pop up and you can view that file in HTML format instead of Word or PDF, whatever it happens to be. And so that makes it easier to, to view on a mobile device, okay? Because oh, you don't have all the headers. Right, right, okay. right, right. Or you can download it in EPUB, which is really good for e-readers. Okay, and I think, is that where you can import that, like if you're using a Kindle device? Yes, or, okay. yes. So you could read it like yes. an e Yes, yes. Okay. Um, we, and, and let's say someone has a vision impairment of some sort they if they if they prefer to read using braille they can download it in electronic braille format oh, wow. and it and send it to their braille printer and then they can read it that way um but you can also download it in an audio mp3 format and that's not just for those who need it as an for an accessible alternative right. format but also for those maybe we have some commuters out there Maybe they're moms or dads. Maybe they have to get kids fed, you know, homework done. <laughs> or they're just podcast bathed, fans and they into like bed to before, to Yeah, <laughs> into bed before they can even think about doing their own homework, you know. And maybe during that commute, they could listen to their files. Kim had a ton of great tips for using Blackboard. And as she said, if you need help at all, don't hesitate to reach out to the Blackboard help desk. Now, our title for the episode this month is Keep It Together, Baby. Sometimes when starting something new and beginning a new chapter in life, it can be stressful and difficult to get in the swing of things. It seems like every minute you're hearing something new and trying to remember what you heard five minutes before. 
You ask yourself, how will I keep track of all this? This is what we wanted to make sure to cover as the fall semester begins. This is not just information for Howard College students. This is good advice for anyone, in or out of college, to help you get yourself together and develop a way of organizing things so you don't miss the important things. Here's Rick. So speaking of organization, I personally like to write everything out in my planner. And then I'm not going to lie, I transfer everything to the whiteboard calendar I have on my wall. And then I transfer it to Google Calendar. So um, I guess I would suggest that you just buy a planner or just download the Google Calendar app. That's probably the easiest way because literally anywhere you're at, you'll have access to your calendar and what you're doing the next day. Last semester, I talked with a few students about what method they prefer to use for their calendar. I was surprised at how many students said they used a paper planner or a pocket calendar. Personally, that's not my method, and since it's 2019, I assumed everyone was using a digital method of some kind. The benefit to paper is primarily its accessibility. No passwords to remember, no device to charge, and as long as you remember to keep it around you or in your bag, it's always there to use. That brings me to the downside, and probably the only downside I can think of with a paper planner. If you don't have it, or even worse, what if you lose it? Reagan doubled down by transferring some of it to a whiteboard in her dorm, but let's face it, many of us are not that organized. Heck, I'm not that organized. This is why I prefer a digital method. We as students and staff all have access to Office 365, which includes a calendar as part of Outlook. The email end of Office. In the calendar, you can even sync up other accounts, so I have one app that I can see my Howard College calendar and my various personal Google calendars all in one place. Since I installed it on my phone, it's always accessible. I'm not likely to go anywhere without my phone, so to me it works. The downside to an electronic or digital method would be if your battery was low and you were suffering from a dead cell phone, or maybe you are bad at keeping your password straight. Years ago, I used a paper planner, and I actually preferred the interface. That pen-on-paper tactile reward of simply writing something down felt like an accomplishment in itself. One day, I simply had to add a new appointment. That was at the same time as another engagement in my planner, and I spent a few minutes later that day erasing and rewriting things later that week as I rescheduled my plans to work around the unexpected event. It was this incident that caused me to personally go the route of a digital solution. If something came up, all I had to do was click and drag the following events into a later time. It doesn't really matter which method you choose, but choose one, paper or electronic. There are apps for tasks, notes, and reminders out there. Take a few minutes and search the App Store for your device and experiment with a few. Pick one and start using it. You can always look for a different method later on if you realize that the one you are using has a shortcoming that you simply can't live without. And most importantly, actually use it. Make a habit out of it. If you make yourself use the planner of choice for just a few days, it will quickly become natural and part of your daily routine. Oh, and one more plug for digital. If you use your Google or Apple calendars, your phone will actually read your day's events to you. Hey Siri, what's on my calendar today? I think the most important advice I could give anyone when getting organized is to just squeeze in time for yourself. Um, your mental health is so important. It can be a real struggle trying to balance everything in college. So I'm going to challenge each and every one of you to spend 30 minutes to one hour every day 
for the next month of simply being by yourself. Whether you're going to go work out, go for a drive, watch Netflix, read a book, whatever it is, just do it and be content with yourself. And if you don't mind, give us some feedback on the website and let us know if you saw any benefits from it or simply what you like to do in your free time. So here's the takeaway. It's never too late to start a new productive routine or habit. Any time in life that you are turning over a new leaf or starting a new chapter, it's a great time to refresh whatever organization method works for you. You're already learning new things, getting used to new routines, so why not make one of them something that will help you be successful in the long run? Come back in October on the first Monday of the month for episode two. More details to come, so stay dialed in to the Howard College social media accounts and our website for more updates, howardcollege.edu slash hawkcast. All the details for this episode and others can be found in our episode notes on the webpage. As always, stay tuned after the credits for the outtakes and see you next month. Special thanks to our interviews this month, Misha Wade, Earl Diddle, Jill DeFore, Lauren Barber, and Kim Clark. Music, Lost Time by Eveningland, Mission to Mars, Audio Hurts, Where the Trap Is, Audio Hurts, Scratch the Itch by Kinsey Moriera, Flames by Dan Hennig. All songs are used under Creative Commons attribution, no required licenses. But in order to properly give credit to the artist, please view the details on our webpage for links to their individual channels. But I'm going to enter. You know, I. Oh, no, 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 no. Stop. I do have to say that the most awkward part of this podcast is introducing yourself. I have no idea why, but literally, I think it takes me like at least five to ten times just to introduce myself but i just wanted to let you guys know that speaking of getting organized i'm doing this on the wrong thing oh my gosh why do i keep doing this to myself i think the most important advice i could give anyone is when (laughs) wasn't even i know go ahead and finish